Welcome back to another episode of Being an Artist is Fucking Killing Me. I'm Corinne. And I'm Rain. Happy Tuesday. Happy Podcast Day. Happy Podcast Day. I love that. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Rainy? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. I'm good. It's been, I've been like, I feel like for the past couple of weeks, I've been a little bit like tired. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just like a weather, but now that it's getting nicer, it's, I feel like I'm more awake, but it was just like a weather thing. And I think I was just like on a, you know, like a 14 day work straight. Oh yeah. Um, bender. So bender, bender, what a crazy working bender. <laughs> um, but I'm good. Okay. I'm about to start rehearsals for a new contract. Ooh, yeah. So that's really exciting. And I'm excited to be back in the studio. So I'm feeling very motivated for that. Good. Yeah, because like things are, we're cautiously optimistic that things are returning to normal. There yeah. are live events planned for the future. Yeah. There are no capacity limits. No. No masks. Mask soon. Mass restrictions are about to come off. I have many feelings and thoughts about that. And it's fucking wild. I also have many feelings and thoughts. (laughs) And I'm just trying to, you know, wait until it happens and see how I'm feeling. Because I I know at this point we're like, we need masks. And I'm not disagreeing. I think we, I'm not comfortable taking my mask off yet. Just randomly, just. For me, it's especially at work. Raw dogging my face out into the world. Great expression. Great expression. Yeah, I'm not ready to raw dog my breath. Um, I also like wasn't comfortable when capacity limits opened and then I was, and then I say that. And then, you know, on your birthday, we were definitely rolling through the club without masks on as soon as we had a couple of drinks. So uh, I what I say now, what, you know, maybe it'll become a little bit second. We'll be used to it all of a sudden, but totally. it, it definitely gave me some anxiety when that um, announcement. Same, same. And like, I've been listening to a few different people speak on it that are much more educated than me. And I, there's like the, the conversation of if not now, when, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Which is fair. But then there's also the conversation of it is the most effective resource we have that is the least invasive. Like mm-hmm. a doctor was uh, putting it in a way on a podcast that I was listening to that like, I don't think we should have capacity limits. I don't think we should have social distancing. I don't think we need vaccine passports at this point. But what is one thing that we can keep that doesn't really interrupt people's lives? Masking, you know? And if like worn properly, they like do a really good job of like reducing community transmission. But it gets a little nuanced, he said, when it's like places like restaurants, you're taking it off once you sit down anyways. Like you're, if it's, if you're not wearing it fully, for the duration of the activity that you're around other people, then like, what's the point? Of course. And you know? I mean, listen, like, it's not like they're saying, take your masks off. You know, no. it's, they're saying it's no longer going to be a, mandated. A, a mandated. Yes. I am interested to see if like things like Uber and Lyft can, because they are able to like probably keep it in place as like a private business. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested about that to keep like the drivers safe. Yes. Um, and I, that would make sense to me because they are, have so many people in such a small space. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess, I, I guess if you want to keep your mask on, keep your mask on, that might be something I do. Like I said, until I get comfortable and then yeah. I, I, I feel like raw dogging. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I feel really anxious about it in terms of work, to be honest. Yeah. In the search industry, just the quantity of people that you see, like that's, that's where my biggest anxiety is. And I don't feel like I work in an environment that will be encouraging of me to continue to wear one, you know? Yeah. And I really don't yeah. want to stand, like, I don't want to be the only one on the floor wearing a mask because then it's a constant conversation between you and your tables and people could they're misinterpret it as like you're unwell as well, you know? Yeah. Or like a political stance or yeah. all of these different things. And like, I, we were in the service industry, we rely on people liking us giving, to give us money or doing our job well and people liking us to tip us well. And I don't want there to be something that makes me I don't know, unlikable or like something that like rubs someone the wrong way, you know? Why are you still wearing a fucking mask? You sheep, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't feel like that's as like a soapbox I'm willing to stand on in a workplace environment. Yeah. It's also just going to be weird, like seeing people at work who you have spent your whole time knowing (laughs) a year now, seeing their face now. I'm like, I can't cover up chin hormonal acne anymore. I can't, I can't wear pimple patches at work anymore. (laughs) that's where I draw the line this is horse shit (laughs) um yeah it's it's interesting but I mean we'll see and we'll see how it goes and listen we we could say this for the first couple weeks and then all of a sudden we'll be like at a concert you know like I things change so fast and our opinions change so fast and sometimes it just takes one beer and sometimes you know who knows what's going on one almost another case of COVID who knows you know Exactly. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, but it is getting lighter out and it is getting nicer and the clocks did change. So spring is here, right? This That's what it means. It I'm, mm-hmm. Listen, man, white sneakers are out. Yes, let's go. I had go. this conversation with myself. I was like, should I be wearing white sneakers? Is it too early? <laughs> Hot take. Who knows? Who cares? Do whatever you want. It is St. Patrick's Day this week, so... Happy St. Patrick's Day. You'll find us at any Irish establishment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, if you're looking for something to do on Thursday, send me and print a message. We will be drinking pints of Guinness. Mm-hmm. Just by the gallon. So <laughs> happy St. Patrick's Day. Be safe. Wear your mask. Masks are still mandated as of this as of this point. And uh, have fun because make up for the one that you lost a few, few years ago in the last year. So it would have been two. We lost two yeah. in a row, right? Yeah. Yeah. crazy what do we have this week Corinne? we have the wonderfully talented and funny and hilarious and smart cassie bratton on the podcast today yes this is a great episode go check her stuff out keep an eye out for when that wait list opens and let's move on here we go cassie thank you so much for being with us today i kind of want to dive right into your work when did you okay. start like when did this motif of the female body start? Um, it's kind of funny. Like I, um, it's weird. So I, it was beginning of COVID. Um, I didn't, I wasn't painting at all. I actually like had just finished my degree in business. Um, yeah. So I did like the whole business school thing. I imagined myself being like a corporate baddie, um, which obviously (laughs) just never ended up happening. Um, I think everything happens for a reason that way. And that's kind of cool, but yeah, I was at home. I, had this, um, I was working in social media just for like an agency 
and I had a lot of free time and I wasn't making very much money. So I was like, I need a side gig. I need to do something. And I don't even know why I had like paints and a paintbrush and a canvas in my home, but I did. And, um, I painted a nude. I don't know why people ask me this all the time. Where did the nudes come from? I'm like, I literally don't know. I just wanted to paint a nude. So I did the first one and got a lot of really good feedback around it. Um, and at that point I was kind of like, Oh, I like love painting. It just makes me feel really good. It's like a cheaper form of therapy. Um, would love to like explore this a little bit more. Um, So that was kind of like where the nudes came from, but there was a bit more of a journey before that. I was like, I need to get as a creative, like the whole, I like, obviously like to make the dream come true is the ultimate goal, like to be painting nudes, which is what I'm doing now. But Mm -hmm. the journey before that, I was like, I couldn't find my people at the beginning. Um, A lot of times, like, I'm sure you've experienced this when you start as a creative, you're original supporters are those like your family and friends kind of thing um and a lot of people were pretty uncomfortable with the whole like idea of having their nude body painted especially because it's me they're like they know me you know my mom's (laughs) like my mom's like I want to support you but I'm not going to send you my nudes Cassie like (laughs) like, wait I love the idea that your mom has nudes (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah she's like I can't quite get behind that. I'm like, okay, fair. Um, (laughs) So I actually, um, I started painting dogs, which is kind of funny because I was like, I want to get paid to paint. People don't want to send me their nudes, but like people freaking love their dogs and they will spend money on their dogs. So I was like, this is a great place to start. And this like number one tip to any artist who's starting out, who wants to get paid to paint is paint, start with dogs, animals, because people are like, will throw money for their dogs. <laughs> so true. So, yeah. So that was like that first Christmas. Oh my God. Two years ago now. Um, yeah. Beginning of COVID first COVID Christmas. And I painted something like 15 dogs in like the month of December. It was crazy. Um, And then, yeah, after that, I even got into like some resin work. I was doing resin. Um, Also crazy story. I was like super allergic to it. Again, everything (laughs) happens for a reason. I was like, I don't think I'm meant to be doing this for the rest of my life. My body is rejecting this form of being creative. Like what is resin? Sorry. I just don't know what that is. Um, It's, it's basically epoxy so like you would know you would see it on like um some like floors finishings that kind of stuff and and people use it in an art form I don't know they like pour it over things have you seen those like they look like kind of like it's for a lot of texture and like 3d Mm -hmm. where they'll like be colors underneath and then they'll pour like either clear or um colored or glitter epoxy on it and it like adds texture and depth it looks okay, like cool. super, it's a, a really, really cool medium when it finishes. It's yes. like starts as liquid. You mix the A and B together um, and then it hardens over time. Mm-hmm. But um, it's kind of, have awesome. you seen like the ocean resin work? I think maybe so. it's yeah. like ocean Actually. and you like blow it with almost like, it looks like a hair dryer, and it kind of like the, it just mixes anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really cool. And it's, it, it is sad that I am deathly allergic to it, but, um, it was just so funny. Like I 
obviously it's not on TikTok. And I was like, oh, I want to try that. Um, so I started doing it in my like tiny little apartment, one bedroom or two bedroom apartment. So I was like sleeping in the same space that I was working in, um, had no idea how toxic this um, medium yeah. was and was waking up. Like, I'll send you photos after I was waking up with like swollen eyeballs. Like mm-hmm. I looked like a little bit scary. Um, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, am I allergic to my bedding? Like what is yeah. happening? And then my mom <laughs> Oh my God. I literally talk about my mom so much, but she's like, <laughs> like, have you thought about resin? Like, is it this resin that you're allergic to? And I was like, mm, good point. Like looked it up and sure <laughs> enough, it was like, yes, I have all of these symptoms. <laughs> allergic to resin. Your um, mom just being like, is it this new chemical you've brought into your yeah, home? <laughs> you think? And I'm like, I'm like throwing out all my skincare. I'm like, it's gotta be something. Like, yeah. like it's my pillows, like whatever. She's like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. Moms know everything. Moral of the story. Um, and yeah, so that was sad though. And especially because I was doing a lot of work with resin and everyone was really excited about it. Um, and I was kind of building like a little bit of a group, like little community there. Um, and then obviously I had to stop, Mm -hmm. but like I said, everything happens for a reason. Um, because once I like gave that up. I think it obviously freed up a lot more of my time, Mm -hmm. um, to dive into the whole nudes thing, which was like the number one passion that I always wanted to bring it back to anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, long, long story, but that's That's kind of the beginning of it. Um, yeah. And then it just blew up on TikTok, honestly. And, and it's been, uh, pretty, pretty crazy ever since then. Yeah. Had you like ever picked up a paintbrush in your life before? Yeah. Um, my, so I have two sisters and like growing up, we used to do like art camps in Calgary, like when we were really little, um, and they were really cool. We had this awesome teacher. Um, but it was, I honestly, my, both my sisters are also like super talented and, um, they honestly had more time for it. I grew up playing sports. And so my summers were usually like soccer camp instead of art camp. So I did like one of those art camps. Um, and then the only other like professional teaching that I had in art was, um, I, during my business degree, I had the opportunity to do this program called Go Global. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went and lived in Sydney, Australia for six months, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just the end of my degree. And I had like two um, just electives that I could take. So I took a drawing class at a painting class. And that was, cool. yeah. And they just like went so well. I still at that point, had no like intentions of pursuing painting as a profession. Um, but yeah, that was kind of like my only, yeah. Other than that, were you guys doing like, um, painting off of like still life in those classes or yeah. Yeah. It was like beginning painting classes, like still life. We did do a figure thing. That was my first um, encounter with a nude model. And I was like, what is going on? (laughs) <laughs> like such which is so funny because now I'm like oh I'm so like new yeah. everywhere all the time I'm just like so accustomed to it but yeah mm. that was my first time painting a nude which is fun wow mm-hmm. 
it is like astonishing that you like picked up almost like you had this like hidden talent that you had no idea about you know yeah yeah it is weird and I think like I mean that's an interesting point I do think that painting is a learned it's a skill I think anyone could do it I think and I'm sure you can relate to this like the difference is just being a creative and having the will to create like wanting Mm. to create something um and 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 building on that skill does that make sense yeah yes yeah yeah, Yeah. totally yeah it's like the difference between a professional and like a hobbyist totally Yes. yes and um yeah and I I think I mean that's an interesting point too I think that there are like so many talented people out there and sometimes that hobby is meant to stay a hobby yeah I think sometimes people have like you can almost like drill yourself into the ground if you're or you know you just exhaust yourself if you're trying to turn this hobby into a business and and it's just not meant to be like sometimes it Mm -hmm. is just meant to be that cheaper form of therapy and like yeah there you know Mm -hmm. yep um yeah I own like that kind of just like makes me think of I mean we see this a lot online and we see it like a lot on especially like TikTok is like how do you monetize everything that you ever fucking do and it's like why can't we just like have hobbies that we enjoy and we don't have to yeah. like earn them or make them monet- like become monetary. Totally. You know? And I am probably the worst, like with my business background, I, everything I'm like, how can I monetize that? I'll be like, <laughs> how can I, whatever. I'm like, oh, I want to make a candle. This is what happened. I was like, oh, I saw a candle making on TikTok. And I was like, I could do that. I'm going to sell some <laughs> candles. <laughs> I'm like, cast Brad art candle line sounds good. Like, <laughs> which now I'm like, I need to make this more efficient. I'm like, I don't, my passion is not yeah. candle make Cassie, like yeah. cut that out, <laughs> like move away, be a little bit smarter about this. Like there are times and places to use your energy. Right. Um, but yeah, I am the worst for being like, I can make money out of that. Like <laughs> what's the next business plan? Sounds good. Um, but yeah, it is definitely, it's about balance for sure. Um, and that's what I found too with art is like, I'm not a structured person, but I do have to implement a little bit of structure with the time that I allocate to painting just so that I make sure I'm not burning out because at that point I'm really not showing up as my best self. Therefore, like not really producing stuff that I like, mm-hmm. um, And, and that's hard when you have an insane amount of people DMing you for commissions and the business woman inside of me is like, yes, 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 yes. I'm going to, I can't say no to these people. I can't turn down this money. But then the artist was kind of like, girl, you need to freaking chill. Like I need five minutes to breathe. Um, So yeah, that was interesting too, for sure. What does that structure look like for you? Like, do you schedule times of the day? Do you? Yeah allocate certain days um I I'm laughing at myself because I called it structure it's not structured at all it's more just like <laughs> <laughs> I'm like totally type b like don't ask me to plan anything but yeah. it's more for me it's like oh, like just being a little bit more intuitive like listening to my body creating when I have mm. that feeling that I need to create and mm-hmm. relaxing when I feel like I need to relax. Like 
mm. allowing myself that space to take the day off. Like yesterday, literally watched Netflix all day. And I was just like, yeah, painting, it's not going to happen. Whereas mm. like, you know, today I, I am feeling a little bit more productive. Like I'll probably get some stuff in today. Um, so I think it's more just like having that discipline. It's like disciplined, but like disciplining yourself to chill. Mm, right. <laughs> and when to, know when to work. Does that make sense? Being intuitive. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When did that transition happen from it? Like, is it still therapeutic for you to do? Or are you finding it a bit more like this is a job now? I have to get this done. Mm, I so I still um manage uh social media for other companies on this side. So I have kind of like a social media business on the side. So I think by maintaining that, like that feels like work to me. When I tell someone, oh, I'm working today, it's not I'm painting. It's like, oh, I'm sitting down and doing client work and like whatever, checking emails and stuff. Um, I still don't consider painting work, which is nice. I feel like because I have that work outlet that's what feels like work for me. It's kind of made that separation. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But when, so when you had to, when you moved, were you always just like originally on TikTok? Like, is that where you feel like you blew up the most or was it in, um, all over the place? Yeah. So I had like Instagram was basically the only platform that I was like putting any work into um, for a really long time. It actually started as Crafternoons with Cass. Actually, I guess that's kind of where my art started. I, um, used to do just like really small, like watercolors and sketches, um, when I was in university and that was definitely more like hobby therapeutic. Like mm-hmm. I would just start like drawing before bed. Um, and wow, I have totally lost my train of thought. What did you ask me? <laughs> Um, what did I ask you? Is it still therapeutic? Oh, thank you. <laughs> right. No, and then I was like, is it TikTok? Was that the first way? Right, right, right. right. There okay. it is. Yes. We'll you. get there as a team. Okay. We're, <laughs> we're all like, oh no. <laughs> um, yeah. So it started on Instagram, craft unions with cast. Um, and then when I got into the painting, I like rebranded into the cast brat art. Um, and it wasn't until so I was working for that social media agency and then I was at a space on Instagram where I had enough commissions I felt like coming in um, and I had like a few social clients on the side where financially I was like this makes sense for me to put a little bit more energy into my art like at the end of the day with these social clients that I have I can pay rent I can feed myself like my kind of like safety net was there right mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't until then, probably mm, that was like six months ago now that I quit that job and had more free time and energy. And that's when I started doing TikTok. Mm. Um, and it was insane. It was insane. I definitely, I think it helped having that background in social media and kind of the understanding of like the algorithm and how much you need to be posting and, Mm -hmm. um, and the content and stuff like that, that definitely came quite naturally to me. Mm. Um, but it was a lot. It, it's a freaking full-time job. And even my social clients are like, oh, you did so good on TikTok. You should do that for us. I'm like, no. You don't pay me enough <laughs> like, to do that. Yeah. I'm like, first <laughs> of all, but also I'm like, there's not enough money that you could pay me to put that much energy into a platform, like to be successful. Right. Um, it was a lot, a lot of work and still like, I mean, I 
try to keep up with TikTok, but now that I'm as busy as I am, I'm like, I really only post once a week, which is just, but it's fine. I'm like, yeah, I was going through stress about it this morning and I, I was like watching and there was one and you, cause you started posting what three to seven times a week. Is that what your yes. original, Oof. which is a day, a day. Lot. Oh, a day. Yes. Three to seven times a day. A day. That's bananas. It's freaking nuts. Like it's no, thank you. <laughs> it does get wow. easier. And that's what I tell people. Like when you start out, like it, it seems like a lot and you do kind of have to, I mean, but the thing is, I was like, like looking back now, I wouldn't have it any other way because it's, it proved to be so successful. And it really is like, you'll find your people and it is the craziest platform like to reach. It is just, it's insane. The amount of people that you can reach. Um, but yeah, three to seven times a day. Kill me. I just don't even know how much, like how much content that's so much content. That's a lot. It's a lot Mm. for sure. Did you have to plan it before you first started doing that? Or did you just like dive in head first? Like I got to make five TikToks today. Um, yeah, I think that's part of it is just like starting. And that's, yeah. I kind of got on the side of like TikTok coaches, TikTok, where they'd be like, <laughs> just start posting. Yeah. Like, just start oh, videoing okay. everything and then edit yeah. together later. Just start yes. filming. Yeah. yeah. And like, and don't be too hard on yourself or too hard of a critic and, and just mm. post it because like, I don't know, all these TikTok coaches, they're like, you never know which one is going to be the one to blow up. And even the one, like the one video that did end up blowing up, I did not expect that at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, you know, literally changed my life. Like, I don't want to be that person who's like, TikTok changed my life, but seriously, TikTok changed my life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. But then what, what happened is that you got to like a certain amount of like likes and people, and then like it started fucking with your algorithm, right? Yeah. Um, and TikTok doesn't like my nudes. Of course not. They don't like anything that's like, yeah, a little bit taboo, like anything like that. Um, which is wild by the way. Cause like the reason that they're famous is like from like teenagers shaking their asses, literally like like, at least mine is art. Like, I mean, well, I mean, you know, whatever, (laughs) but it is interesting that they're like against like a painting form of the human body, but like Mm -hmm. movement of the human body being sexual is fine to them. Yeah. And there is like, if you read the fine lines and community guidelines, like there is one little line that says we make some exceptions for like art, um, in terms of nudity. Um, so basically every video that I was posting of my art would get taken down. I would appeal it. Um, and sometimes it would get approved and sometimes it wouldn't, which is, um, really hard when you're an artist trying to show off your art and none of these videos are like getting to anyone. So that was the original struggle that I had, um, even though I had, so then I had like two videos that got taken down, got put back up and then did get quite a bit of traction after that. So right. like, oh, okay. Kind of like, there's a fine line, right. mm-hmm. a love hate relationship. Okay. <laughs> um, but then I started getting, like, they send you, um, warnings and they're basically like, oh, if you keep posting, we're going to take down your account, which was really scary for me because at that, that point when that started happening, I had like 20,000 followers, which felt like a lot and is a lot. And you put in so much work. You don't yes. want to like, literally, I was yeah. like, I'm 
please don't take this away from me. um, Which is the scariest thing these days. Like so many people rely on social media for their income, literally. And now I'm in the same position and I'm like, I'm trying to diversify as a business to be like, have other outlets and other platforms that I do rely on. And like, but it's just, it's terrifying, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, community guidelines. Oh, so then what happened was I, um, I was like, okay, I need to find my people, my target market without posting my art. So that's when I got into more of like the body positivity, like the sounds that I was like trying to find were more like, how do I reach this audience? That's going to appreciate my art without showing them my art. That's just going to like bring them to my page, you know? Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the one video that ended up uh, blowing up, do you guys watch Shit's Creek? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it was like the Moira Rose. (laughs) I'm obsessed. Also, I think it's Canadian, right? Yes, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we've had like a lot of the people on the show actually, like a lot of like the directors and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thrilling. That's so yeah. cool. I hope they listen to this. I owe them everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show so much. It makes me so happy. Um, but yeah, it was like a quote by Moira Rose about um, body positivity and loving your body and appreciating mm-hmm. it now because you're gonna look back in ten years and and. Um, wish you know that you look the same or just appreciate it and say wow I was so beautiful mm-hmm. um so it was a voiceover of me doing that and that one ended up blowing up um which worked great yeah yeah it's a good crossover of like people that love Shit's Creek Canada and body positivity like all of the <laughs> things right yeah. there I'm like this is my niche <laughs> I found my people <laughs> how like can you sorry just like one more time explain like why is it that once you get a certain amount of followers does it start to change your is it like is it bringing like more attention to you so tiktok decides to reevaluate what you're posting or like what why is that happening that once you get to a certain point they start fucking with yeah. you a little bit so i think i'll give you my answer that i think as a social yeah, media manager right but th- the thing is things change so quickly that like does yes. anyone really know no of course um but i think what the algorithm does for my understanding is that it pushes out. So like, let's say I post a video, it pushes that out to a percentage of my followers. And if Mm -hmm. a percentage of my followers like, or share or comment on that video, like basically give it enough attention, Mm -hmm. um, that the algorithm thinks it's then worthy to go on the, for you page, uh, for you page, then it'll Mm -hmm. start pushing it out. Um, which is kind of hard. That's like how it is on Instagram, right? Because as soon as you want, like, you want to get like, at least like 10 likes and 10 comments within a certain amount of time for it to get and get pushed to more. I think so. Yeah. It's just kind of, it is kind of like a standard rule. Like as if more people see it or whatever, you're more people pay attention to it. It's going to do better. So, um, so that was basically the issue that I was seeing. And I think all of my violations with the community guidelines, they were like, girl, you're not going on the FYP. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're not showing your shit to anyone. <laughs> so that was a little bit of a struggle. And I feel like that's why I've actually kind of taken a little bit more of a step back with TikTok right. now, um, because it is frustrating. I think I have like over 70 K now and you know, I'll post a video and it gets like a thousand likes or sorry, a thousand views. Mm-hmm. And like, 
how like that's so frustrating that I've built this audience of these Mm -hmm. people that like my stuff and want to see my stuff and TikTok isn't showing it to them like yeah (laughs) totally yeah it is frustrating but I like I wonder if that obviously has something to do with nudity but then it's also like your main audiences would be in North America right yes and then there's also like this weird like purity culture element especially in the United States Mm -hmm. where like bodies are inherently sexual Uh so sexuality is bad especially if it's women yes right yeah a hundred percent and that's been something that's interesting too is like I try to keep my art away from the sexualization like right it's not about, it is about feeling sexy and being sexy. That's how I want people to feel when they're painted, but that's more like the self-love aspect. It's not, um, Mm. like I, I, my, yeah, go ahead. There's like a difference between being a body being naked and it being inherently sexualized. Yes. Right. Like Uh you have a body, you are a sexual being end of story. You being sexualized by others is like something that people are putting on to you. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it is like a fine line. Obviously when you paint nudes, people are like, Oh, like you paint nudes. And I do even some of my stuff because I am, I'm a, I'm a fun person, but like, that's like, (laughs) (laughs) like I, I do joke a lot and I kind of have like a bit of an offside sense of humor. So people think it's funny that I paint nudes and I make fun of myself for it too. I'm like, yeah, send nudes. Like that's my whole message is like send nudes, which is, you know what I mean? It's kind of funny. Like I, I almost probably do it to myself a little bit and my art a little bit, but I think people see the irony in that hopefully mm-hmm. and, and understand like the actual message behind it. Um, I think my art speaks for itself. That's why I get nervous when I have to talk about it because it, it does put me in a vulnerable position. I feel like I don't have to talk about it a lot. Right. Um, so yeah, sometimes it is hard for me to like put myself out there and, and say what my art is portraying rather than I just like, that's what I probably like about art is it's supposed to be everyone's own visual you know what do you see kind of thing so usually I don't have to put my words into into other people's mouths (laughs) (laughs) how many and also like where is the line because your whole message is like send nudes where it's like Mm -hmm. send nudes because you are going to pay me to then do a commission versus just Mm -hmm. people sending you just nudes inappropriately oh yeah is that happened like I'll be honest so I get this question a lot surprise surprise um they're like how many dick pics do you have in your thing <laughs> like <laughs> honestly people are pretty good about it like mm-hmm. I would say most people are like genuinely giving me these photos for my artistic process which is amazing mm-hmm. Um, kind of restored my faith in humanity a little bit. I would say 98% of people are like, this is for your creative inspiration. And then, you know, there's the 2% who are like, oh, like, where's my dick? I'm like, okay. (laughs) Um, but yeah, yeah. Most people are pretty good about it. Right. And have you, have you just been working on the female body or have you done more? some of like masculine as well yeah I've done uh I I did a few couples so this was like before yeah those are super fun um 
And before the whole, I think, woman vibe took off. Right. I think that's just like, there's more of a market for it. Like that's the business girl inside of me again, talking, oh but there is more of a market for sure for mm-hmm. women who want their bodies painted. Um, and just like that body positive movement, I think is more woman driven. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's definitely space for, for men as well. Right. Um, and I have, I have definitely had men reach out to me and say like, Oh, do you paint guys too? And, and yes, I do like hundred percent. I do. It's just, it doesn't look like it because I would say 99.9% of the people who send me photos to be painted are women. Mm-hmm. Um, men are kind of hard too, because I don't paint genitals. Like I do feel like that's where I draw the line and that's where it becomes right. a little bit more sexualized, especially right. for women. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I'll paint yep. boobs for sure, but I'm not painting straight up coochies. So you're not um, painting labia majoras. No, no, thank you. That is the correct. Term that I should uh, thank you. Um, yeah. I stand corrected. Um, but that's, it is harder with males because yeah. their frontal perspective is right. Yes. Um, yep. so and I don't, I think I could paint a good penis. I really do, but I do want to keep that line. Um, so yeah, I would, I do paint men for sure from the waist up. And if that's what you want, then I'll do it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, or think, even if they were like posed, I guess they could like, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. I I guess actually, maybe they have to like tape or something. <laughs> I had this guy send me a photo and I loved it. He was like this 40 year old, 50 year old man, like older. And he was like messaging me. He's like, this is like super vulnerable for me. Like so genuine. And I was like, I love it. Like, I'm like, do pose however you feel comfortable. Like honestly, whatever, whatever it is. And he like posed with a, like he had a book and he was like sitting cross, like one leg over in his chair. Like you could see nothing, but you know what I mean? And I was just like, Oh, like, I love that you did this. And he was like, I was like, so vulnerable sending this to you. Like, I hope, I hope this is okay. I hope this helps your journey, whatever. And I was just like, these are the people that I'm looking for. Like you speak to right. my soul. Like, I'm like, you get it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and that is obviously with men, it is harder to find people that are like that. I think women are a lot more like mm-hmm. willing yeah. mm-hmm. and so. socialized just to be more vulnerable right? Like it's applauded in women more than it absolutely has in, has been in men until more, more recently. Right. Yeah. And I think that's probably why I get more women than men who, um, who are messaging me, asking me to be painted for sure. So, yeah, but the couple thing was fun. And before the woman took off, I really wanted to get into, um, like women couples and male couples. Like Mm. I wanted to get more into that space. Um, but that's like on my dream board. Eventually I will. Um, it's just, I kind of have to like follow where, unfortunately the money is taking me right now. So, right. Of course. course. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Do people, so I was under the impression that people would send you nudes and then you would do a commission for them, but they, Mm -hmm. people just send it. And then you just are inspired by it and start drawing it. So there's kind of like two sides. This is actually yeah. good for me to talk about to clarify. Yeah. Um so yeah, I welcome all photos of nudes to my DMs because <laughs> 
those are more for like, if I want to create something on my own time, right. Um, then I use those photos for inspiration. Um, and then the commissions is basically, I'm, I'm pretty much only doing commissions right now because that's all I really have time for, but that is a specific person sends me their photo. I paint them. They pay me. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. How can I ask how you originally, like when you first started, how did you price yourself? Ooh, like, how did you, yeah. Yeah. Price and how has that so changed hard. in mm -hmm. the past, like over the popularity? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Pricing is really hard with art. It's so subjective. So I, I, I give this suggestion to anyone who's starting out in art is like, focus on the marketing side of it because once you find your people that's when you can start raising your prices because those are the people who are like I appreciate your work I'll pay what you want you know mm -hmm. yep. take my money like those are the people that you want to find as an artist yeah. obviously um but pricing is hard and there's a balance for me I think the businesswoman inside of me was like, there is so much value in having a piece of my artwork in someone's home as a conversation piece. Like mm -hmm. everyone who steps foot in that home, you know what right. I mean? It's a bold piece. A nude painting is like, whoa, there's a naked lady on your wall. Like, tell me more about that. You know? Yeah. Um, so that marketing piece was so much more important to me than adding like a $50 markup to any, um, any, any pricing. Right. So originally, um, yeah, I kind of like, I just started, honestly, I looked on Etsy, mm -hmm. um, and I just kind of scavenged Etsy and tried to find similar work and what other people were pricing at. And that's where I got my starting point. Mm -hmm. And I think like for reference, we can, I'll just do like, I always did my pricing by sizes. So mm -hmm. like for, um, a 12 by 12 inch, so like one foot squared, I would do, I think I started at, I want to say like 150, mm -hmm. 150 bucks for a commission. And now I think it's like 500, maybe 550. Good for you. Really exciting. Thank you so much. It's been a mm -hmm. journey. <laughs> um, yeah. Like really proud of myself, honestly, also yeah, the financial lease, the financial stuff. And like, like it, it does just feel like I'm living my dream. Um, but that honestly came with the marketing. Like I found my people and I had enough quantity, like there was enough people messaging me mm -hmm. that I was like, I need to raise my prices because yes. I need yeah. to price some of these people out. And that's just the business side of it. You know, like you, yeah. you find Otherwise your, people. you're going to burn out. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and that was hard for me too. Cause I was like, Oh, I want to give this to everyone. Like everyone mm -hmm. deserves to see themselves as a painted figure and fall in love with their body. Yeah. Um, so that was hard to, to start saying no to people, but yeah, ultimately that was just it. It was like, after I kind of created that original starting price, it was mm -hmm. just a matter of supply and demand um, right. as I built up to kind of get to where I am now. Mm -hmm. Right. Did you have any like imposter syndrome when you first put your prices out there though? Like immediately posted, fuck, I should have priced it lower. Fuck, I should have priced it higher. Yeah. And, um, it became a thing where like, I never used to make my prices public. Mm -hmm. Um, it would just be a conversation because that was another part of the marketing thing too, was I was just like, 
at the end of the day, I need commissions. And if someone wants to pay me $4 an hour to paint or $40 an hour to paint, like that can be something that, you know what I mean? If it's a piece that I really want to create at the end of the day, like, yeah, I have time and the marketing piece, like I'll just create something and put it out there. So, um, so that was at the beginning. I just kind of kept my prices between me and my client Um, but it became something like where I just had such an overload of messages. I just had to start making it public and putting it on my story or whatever. And, um, and that was weird too. It's weird with people, you know, like, I don't know. I just, I, I totally had imposter syndrome. Yes. hundred percent, especially because I'm not professionally trained, even calling myself an artist. I had a hard time with at the beginning. I do feel like now because I'm financially supporting myself by creating art. Yes, I can call myself an artist, but even that it's just weird. Um, I, yeah, but the pricing thing, I think it felt weird initially putting it out there, but because I had so many people messaging me and like, I would put it out there and then it was successful. You know what I mean? And then I was like, next week, I need to raise my prices again. I need to raise my prices again. Mm -hmm. That kind of thing. Like it just kept working out. So imposter syndrome a little bit, um, but not really anymore. Maybe just kind of underlying. (laughs) Yes. With people, you know, too, when they ask, like it's, it's hard because you're trying to start a business, right. And, or not start, you are trying to continue to grow your business. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, and when people who are friends with you ask you for these kind of, or expect discounts or ask for favors, there is a bit of a weird, um, Mm -hmm. a bit of a weird social conflict in the sense, because probably if you're very good friends with them, you would have offered it anyway, not given it to them full price. But when people ask, it's kind of like the demand of, of them asking. I have a pretty like aggressive standpoint on this and um it's that I don't care how good of friends you are you should not ask creatives for discounted things I it's already discounted yeah yeah literally it is like no one yeah it's just and what frustrated me too is a lot like my friends are super successful I have I'm like very lucky to be surrounded by such amazing successful women um And, you know, I would never ask, like, let's say you're an accountant. I would never say, Hey, cut me a 50% off, whatever, just because we're homies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and for them as an accountant, they would never work for free. You would never, you know what I mean? Like they would also, no one would ever ask them because it's a thing. That's what, that's what it is. Like Mm. maybe they would, but no one asks and, and it's not totally not socially acceptable to ask someone to work for free. So why would you ask me just because I'm a creative? Right. That's my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Very angry about it, but but I'll tell everyone that. And like, I've had friends ask me, can you do this for free? And I'm like, girl, no. (laughs) Um, yeah. So the only, yeah, I just, uh, no, no, no. I don't like the friends and family discount. Not for it. No. Mm-mm. It, it kind of creates a really interesting, like awkward mm-hmm. political yeah, relationship. Yeah. That Yeah. Especially it's just, it goes back to that, like art is subjective and people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Someone could pay $30 for it. Someone could pay freaking 30 grand for it. It's just like, thousand percent. Find your people. And 
Um, I think that is what's so hard about starting out. Like I said this before, it's like your initial support group typically is family and friends. So when you're drawing from that group, you know, there's going to be a few people who are like, I want to pay you what you're worth. Let me know how much I owe you. And then there's going to be other people who are like, oh, I only have this much to spend or I, oh, I didn't know it was that much. Like, can you cut me a deal? Um, So it is really just like, like I said, focus on the marketing for all those young artists out there starting out, focus on your marketing, (laughs) go find your people and those Mm -hmm. people will pay you what you're worth for sure. So totally. You've used the word vulnerability a lot when you Mm -hmm. talk about your work. And I wonder what your experience with that word is like, where do you, where does that like come from? And like, why is it so important for you to make that safe space for other people? Mm -hmm. That's such a good question. Um, Even like talking about vulnerability Mm -hmm. is not easy for me. I think that's probably why I talk about it a lot because it's probably like the biggest thing that I'm working on right now. Personally, I listen to a lot of Brene Brown. Love her. Yeah. Yes. Um, I love like she has one um, episode with um, Oprah and they mm. I listen to that episode over and over. It's like a comfort thing. <laughs> I'll like go <laughs> running and listen to it and it hits home every single time. And um, it is just about like being your true authentic self and putting yourself out there and you will be rewarded for that, I think. Mm. And I've seen that a lot um, in my career and like, you know, literally that's what I do for a living is I am vulnerable and I put myself on the internet. Like there's a lot of like risks that come with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but I've seen a lot of reward, like mm-hmm. so much of the reward out, outweighs the risks and the consequences. Um, and yeah. And I think that's just like something that I, I want to share and I want to help push people to experience that as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool yeah awesome. um on that very beautiful note is being an artist fucking killing you <laughs> I was like struggling with this because not really I fucking love That's being fine. an artist yeah. <laughs> is that okay to say yeah I do I yeah. like no 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 sorry episode deleted That's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd like so you're canceled okay yeah, great. just immediately um, hangs just like <laughs> <laughs> the release date just keeps getting pushed back yeah you're like mm, girl I don't know <laughs> um in ways yes for sure. Like I, as I've expressed throughout this conversation, I think there's been things definitely about being an artist that is difficult and that is challenging, but at the end of the day, no, I absolutely love what I do. And that's why I do this is because like, I could not imagine myself in a, in a corporate job now or like sitting through a nine to five or literally doing anything else with my life. Like I'm so happy being an artist and, and doing what I'm doing. So it's not killing me. Sorry. (laughs) Maybe slowly. And I'm just not realizing it. (laughs) Talk to me in a few years. Yeah. (laughs) As one Um, person told us once we're all on the slow march to death. So pick your poison. Oh my God. I love that. Yes. Yes. I'm going to put that Um, in my Instagram bio. For everyone to know how, how long is the queue right now for commissions? Just if people were wanting. Um, so my commissions are closed. I'm going to reopen them in, 
I think hopefully I'll be finished with these ones in June or July. Wow. Now that's, that's even sounding close to me right now. So I don't know. Um, it's crazy. I think I have, I, when I closed them, I had 150 on my list, which is a lot, a lot of painting to do. Um, so not all of them are like getting back to me on time or like, right. Like I require deposit and sometimes people are scared about that. So, um, as much as I have 150 people on my list, not hundred percent of those people I'm getting through. So right. We'll see. It's kind of like up in the air, but yeah, June or July is kind of the aim for me to open them back up again. And I think I'll probably open them in more of a structured way where I don't have a list of a hundred people I have. I think I'll probably try and do like 10 to 20 per month or something like that. Right. right. Yeah. And just kind of be like, make it a little bit more of a, you have to right list or buy something. into your spot and mm. like, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. How do quite, like people currently now have to send you like a deposit via e-transfer. Is that how you're like, um, doing it? I do it all, all of the like money stuff is through my website. So okay. people, most people pay by credit card. Got it. I was just like immediately thinking, but like, how could people pre-book spots that they have to pay for immediately upon booking? And then I was like, Shopify, yeah. you know, where you yeah, like, yeah. sell a limited it's, run. <laughs> it is like, I haven't quite sorted the details yet, but it yeah. will be through my website. I think there's cool. like in just in the back end, you can put like a limited quantity on it or whatever. Yes, a thousand percent. Um, yeah. So wow, that's quite the cue you have. <laughs> it is absolutely insane. I hate talking about it because like my hands are just sweating now after I bring that up. I'm like, I can only take it one day at a time. I yeah. cannot think about the full load that I have to do. So yes. yeah. I can't even imagine like do you just like roll into like the canvas store and are just like I'll take 850 canvases <laughs> yes I just like fill my car <laughs> like I the I usually go to store. Michael's because they have yeah. some in bulk there and yeah. I just like have like two carts and I'm like everyone's like what? who are you I'm this like, crazy lady <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> no exactly. it feels good though like it's fun to do that because it used to be like you know, I, I, I never had more than whatever, three commissions on my wait list ever before this TikTok blew up. So it used to be like, I go in and I buy one canvas at a time. And, (laughs) you know, now I'm like, like, like I need, I need a Costco for canvas, like one of those (laughs) giant carts that I can just load up. It is wild that you can't even like, I guess, like, or I guess you could order them, but like, it would be like the biggest package in the world showing up to your house. Yeah. Yeah. The shipping boxes are insane. Um, and I do order them online sometimes, but actually with COVID there was like a shortage of wood, I think. So it was hard to get online. And I know a lot of artists had like experiences where they would order it online and there'd be such a backlog. Um, so yeah. And I like, like the art stores that I go to in Calgary, like, you know, local cute little art stores. So I like supporting local as well. Um, and it usually shortens my wait time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. If yes. people were um, looking to find you, what is your handle on all things socials? Okay. Website is www.casbrat.com. C-A-S-S-B-R-A-T-T. And then Instagram is at casbratart and TikTok is at casbratart. Um, I'm on Pinterest and Twitter, but like not really. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Amazing. So, 
Mm-hmm. Thank, you Thank you so, so much. much, Cassie. This Thank so lovely. you. I feel like I just babbled that whole no. time. Thank, Thank you for listening to my self-talk. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for being with us. If you are interested in getting on that commission list, go follow her. Um, if you have any questions about today's episode, if you want to leave us a review, hit us up, um, go to, we can be found anywhere on iTunes, Spotify, radio, public, Google play, uh, go to our Facebook, go to our Twitter, go to our Instagram at galpalprods, check us out on our website at www.galpalprods.com. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.